Hey everyone, my name is Ricardo Avila. Let me ask you something. Does your heart race when you hear great music? I thought so. Does your heart ache when you hear a compelling story? I know it does. I also know your heart is going to love listening to the PC Music Diary. Your favorite popping collars hosts, maybe a surprise guest star or two, reveal the songs that have had the biggest impact on their lives through heartwarming, heartbreaking, and heartfelt stories. So listen to your heart and check out the PC Music Diary on the Popping Collars feed, wherever you get your podcasts. Pop, pop goes the heartbreak. everyone. My name is Greg Knight, and I like watching, thinking about, and talking about movies. One of the great things about starting your own podcast is that there are some days where you actually get to talk to the creators of those movies. This is sort of one of those days. This month, I got the chance to talk to Donnie and Nancy Emerson, the subjects of a new movie called Dreamin' Wild, starring Casey Affleck, Zoe Deschanel, Bo Bridges, and Walton Goggins, and directed by Bill Pollard who had previously helmed the fabulous Brian Wilson biopic, Love and Mercy. Letterboxd.com will tell you that this new film, Dreamin' Wild, tells the true story of the Emerson family and the tumult that followed the success of their self-recorded pop-funk album, Dreamin' Wild, which went largely unnoticed until critics rediscovered and reappraised it decades later. Now, as an adult, Donnie is forced to confront the ghosts from the past, and grapple with the emotional toll his dreams have taken on the family who supported him. What I'll tell you is that while that is a somewhat accurate description of the film, nothing can quite capture the raw feeling and emotion that comes pouring from this movie. It is a study in what it means to be human, to have loves, disappointments, regrets, and skepticism. And yes, dreams. I had a wonderful time talking to Donnie and Nancy about their artistic journey and what happens when a dream is lost and found. Oh, and these folks are the definition of the word cool. So they've got that going for them also. So what happened when a record made by a teenager in 1979 changed the lives of two adults in 2013 and beyond? Find out as I keep things under the stole with Don and Nancy Emerson. But before we chat, here's a trailer for the film. Bye, Dad. Hi, buddy. Love you, Dad. Hey, Nancy, where's the band? They bailed. Seriously? I'm trying to run a business here. Also, the bank called. Hey, brother. Joe? I got something to tell you. Dad got a call yesterday from a guy at a record company. He says he heard our record and... Uh... Our record? What do you mean? Dreaming wild. Great to meet you. I wanted to talk to you about this. There it is. It's Dreaming Wild. That's you guys? Yeah, that's us. This album is unbelievable. Truly. It really just blew my mind. How did you do it? Donnie made it all right here. Donnie, what you got going on over there? I'm just playing around. Donnie's a genius, truthfully. 
and then what happened? We're gonna need some more money to get these last few songs finished. My dad lost a lot. We find albums that never found an audience. We try to give them a second chance. And based on all the buzz the record has got, you've seen that, right? During its finest moments, to twist the Brian Wilson phrase, dreaming wild is a godlike symphony to teenhood. Brian Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck, let's celebrate. <laughs> you got a gift. You got to use it. I believe in you, boys. New York Times wanted to do a story on you guys. Are you kidding me? And now he wants it to be the kickoff for a tour. It's so weird to have this now. I'm not sure what to do with all of it. I have spent my whole life trying to make music. It's just fun for you. It's not just fun for me. Feel so good, walking side by side. When we made that album, we were so happy. <laughs> just didn't know anything about the world. Things were a lot easier when I was a teenager. I'm just sorry, Dad, for putting you through all of it. You're my son. I would have gladly given up all the land just to hear you play. So, Donnie, you know, I always start these conversations with the same question. And uh, it's really a dumb question in light of this movie, which is I always ask the question of like, what made what made you want to do this? Like what made you want to, you know, make music and stuff like that? But that's kind of the that's kind of spo going to spoil the movie if we ask that question. Right. So like, <laughs> so I'm curious, was there a moment in this movie that you thought, man, they got they got it. They captured it in that moment. Um, well, they've captured everything in it pretty much. Um, Obviously, the film can't touch on everything, mm -hmm. you know, you just can't because he's built a director Paul had had only so much time and he had to stay to to the narrative. Um, but the essence of my childhood, the essence of it was there, you know, uh, the the circumstances were there, the the bond of our family was there. And a lot of it was, you know, spot on. I mean, Casey Affleck was literally, I've always said he's, he's 90%. I, I, cause I, that's not me, but Nancy says, no, he 100%. What's the term? He was, Nancy? He, Casey nailed it. Casey spent about a year and a half between first talking to Donnie on the phone, meeting him, then zoom. Cause uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, then eventually he surprised us coming to our house. No warning, except for I think two hours. Somebody said Casey Affleck's on his way to your house. <laughs> We're like, does he even have our address? What's what? the terminology? Right. So, so he basically studied Donnie for about a year and a half. And oh, so wow. when we, yeah. So when we saw the film, it was a private showing for the family. I was like, that's Donnie a hundred percent, a hundred percent, just not a, just not a hundred percent of the time. Because that's a side of Donnie, how he has acted, how he's looked, how he has felt in life. But of course, there's another side also. We all have that. Um, so Casey got him 100%. I feel it. And I told Casey, we just saw him. He came to our show in Los Angeles. We had a concert. And uh, again, he surprised us again. That darn son um, of a gun. <laughs> so he did an excellent job. Because I'm on this side looking at Donnie. Right. So I said, no, Donnie, right. that, that was you. It's amazing. That's super cool. I'm I'm curious, Nancy, like, what was it that happened in your life? Like, what's the story that led you to this life of music? Uh, oh, thank you for asking. You're the first one who's asked me that. Out of no kidding. 
No, we've been doing. I was super curious about it when I was watching the movie. I was like, I wonder what got her into this world, man. Man, I really appreciate that because, um, yeah, I started with musical theater when I was 14. Hmm. My mother got me into musical theater. And so I, I studied professional dancing and I started doing that for a living. And then I told Donnie, um, hey, you know, so you play music, you know, and he's like, yeah, you want to play music with me? I was like, eh, no, I'm going to, you know, do. And he said, no, no, it, I would like you to play music with me. I was only 20. And he said, but the only thing is you have to learn an instrument. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays with me unless they learn it. They play an instrument on the stage. So he challenged me. So I started to learn the congas because he had a set of congas at that recording studio you see in the movie. Okay. So that's what started. And then I took it very serious. And then eventually he says, I want you to learn guitar. So it was more him, but I come from background of a mother who plays guitar, piano, a brother plays bass. So I've always had music around me, Yeah. but but I didn't take it serious for an income until I met Donnie. Mm -hmm. And so I've been with other bands, probably six other bands. um, But professionally, yeah, I just started falling in love with music more and more, but more than music donnie's originals yeah i just fell in love with his original music and i every time i worked with him i'm like this is incredible and i would go off and do other music and i was like i can't i'm just drawn to his music and we do harmonies so yeah that's cool i I, you know there's a part of this film that i always think about like as I was watching, I was like, you know, there's there's almost like an unlocking kind of quality to it. You know, it's like you can tell that there's there's a lot going on. This is such a weird conversation because I'm like talking about you guys in the third person, you know, <laughs> instead of because yeah. like, it's not you, it's Casey. Right. But right. it's like um, there's this aspect of the character of you in the movie that it feels like there's something kind of locked away and the music kind of draws it out. And the the way the movie's shot, you know, it's like you're looking around corners, you're looking through windows, you're looking through doors. It's like there's something a little obscured, but there's somehow there's like some light in there. I wonder, like, how how does music unlock those feelings in you and uh, and get you to express some of that stuff that's that's sort of that you're wrestling around with? Well, music just kind of transcends all the barriers. It breaks all the barriers. It does. And for me, it's literally like an out-of-body experience. Mm. I don't, I don't, when I get in my zone, what I'm doing, I don't look at, I'm, I'm creating, but I feel like this, it's like coming through me. It's like people call, I I think it's, it's a spirit of God. It just works through you. Uh, I had a, someone in my past the late George Duke told me once, he said, Donnie, when you get down and you're playing, because we were doing sessions, I was doing sessions. I would have a hard time doing a session because I'm a, you know, I'm a studio guy. Mm-hmm. And he said, when you're getting down and you're playing the piano and you're doing your thing, remember, it's not you. It's not you, man. It's God working through you. If you can put that in your mind and put that in your heart and your soul and relax, and it's not you, then you will experience the ride as much as everybody else. Because you're just a vessel. You're just watching it. And boy, that stuck with me. That stuck with me big time when George said that to me. Well, dang, that's amazing. Because that makes the music part of it almost sound transcendent, right? Like it's, It is. Yeah. It is, like it's you drawing take... you to like a higher calling or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, 
it's it's not yours to begin with. It you, just comes through you. You know, it's amazing. You just use that word transcendent. We did yeah. a concert on Saturday and this really sophisticated looking man just kind of walks towards us and he's very sophisticated. And I'm just yeah. like, who is this? You know, we're and remember we're in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. And there was a couple of celebrities there. So I thought, is this guy a celebrity? I don't know who this man was, but he just said, what you guys did was transcendent. Oh, Sending. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear that. But same word you just said. He said, what you did out to the people. And it, it's just the way he said it. So, it, yeah, music's amazing if you do it out of the ego. That's what I keep saying with this. If you do it out of the ego, you let go of the ego and it's hard in the industry of you know mm-hmm. being a performer yeah. because you get a, you get a lot of attention, and so as long as Donnie and I always keep it that we do it to give back, and then you get back from the people. I just it's a it's a, a journey that's unbelievable with music, unlike anything I've ever seen. Music more than anything, I think. Because everybody, I think, relates to music. Even babies. It, it starts when you're a baby yeah. with lullabies. You know, you sing yeah, lullabies to your babies. Mm-hmm. I do was, before we played last night, I didn't tell you this, Nancy, before we played last night, at the end, I was praying to God, and I was praying that he would work through me so I could experience him even more. And it was just so cool because that's kind of what happened. Um we experienced a time last night together where it was like, I could feel like I was watching you and I mm-hmm. playing, you know, I was feeling it instead of just you and I playing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're hoping August 4th, which is tomorrow. People yeah. go when they, when they see it, they don't yeah. continue to see it. And the soundtrack is coming out August 4th. It's a relationship of family is, I mean, this is a something I think people can relate to when they see this film. Uh, the, you know, because every family goes through ups and downs and it doesn't matter if it's music or their accountants, you know, there's <laughs> you yeah. just go through, you know, bumps and forgiveness and everything. So I, I really uh, I don't know. Thank you. I love these questions you're asking. because yeah. oh, well, I, I mean, hey, moment. like, yeah, I always tell people like I'm not a critic. I just watch the thing and talk about like what it is that I see, you know, <laughs> like, um, what did you get out of it? What did you well, get I got to tell you, like, here's the thing. And I'm so glad you said that, Nancy, about like, you know, that relatability factor, because there is a relatability factor. But dang the last 10 years that you guys had you must have woken up on it must be feeling like you you woke up on mars or something you know it's like i can only imagine sort of you know you're you're living your life you're doing your thing and then all of a sudden here comes you know somebody from light in the attic to like throw your world off center um the what i attach to just to answer your question donnie is this idea of being a father of like young kids and um you know they're they're music kids they play the violin we 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 try to introduce the arts to them try to talk about like how to experience their feelings and stuff like that my absolute favorite scene from this movie is when you're talking to your son in bed and talking to him about dreams and the importance of dreaming and all of that stuff like that's that's one of the things that I attach to and that was actually where I was maybe thinking about going with the next question is like how has this affected your your family life when you tell the kids like hey you know they're making a movie about your parents like what kind of a trip is that you know well it's tough on them too yeah because yeah because the world tells you 
it, it, it's all over. It's thrusted into you that fame is everything. Right. Oh God, I got to be famous. I got to do this. I got to do that. No, you got to be content. Yeah. Especially with the internet, everybody's getting famous now. You know, right? Yeah. And, and how? And what are you getting famous from? So we really talk to our kids. You better not look at. You know, you better know what you're doing because everybody's getting acknowledged for the wrong things sometimes. I know. I had a. I, uh, I had a discussion with with my daughter on a morant. We were on the porch, and she said, "Dad, I just don't know what I want to do, and I want to do this and that." And I said, "Hold mm. a second." Why don't you just relax? You're sitting out here. The sun is shining on your face. There are people around the world that can't find a place, safe place. You know, they, they don't mm-hmm. have these experiences, mm-hmm. you know? And so we're very, very, we're, we're very thankful. We're thankful. So what our kids got out of this film is they got a relationship with Jack and Noah. They really experienced, they actually hung out as friends for like two months. Oh, and um, it was amazing because they're hanging around Jack and Noah, who's playing their father and their uncle. Yeah. And so it was really a joy and stuff. So um, those actors are excellent. They were yeah. they did such a great job. And um, our kids are they're enjoying this. They are definitely enjoying this. But oh, they're loving it. They're loving the ride. They've been they were extras in the film. Our kids were extras. Oh, cool. And two, yeah, two different scenes. So. So that actually begs the question. Donnie and and even you, Nancy, I think you could you can answer this too. Um, I pose it to both of you, which is like, you know, there's so much like the the word dream comes up in this movie just so much. Dreaming wild, yeah. Conversations about dreams. Um, this idea of like, you know, there's this idea of chasing your dreams, and and you know, a dream worth having is a dream worth chasing. And you know, I just love like um I love the the sort of reconciliation that that you have to come through to with um you know the the sacrifices that your dad makes and stuff like that and and it's a question of like is it worth it I don't know like it really like you can't go back and rewrite history but you know if if dreaming wild had never been discovered and like all of this stuff hadn't happened over the last 10 years like is the dream still worth like is it still worth chasing it you know what i'm saying because i think there's a lot of people that have a dream that get discouraged when it doesn't come about right away and it's like you know maybe maybe you just gotta sort of live and reconcile yourself to like uh pursuing it without the expectation that anything's gonna come from it well i'll tell you okay so here's here's something just kind of think about um when nancy and i wrote the song when, when a dream, dream is beautiful. yeah when a dream is beautiful i think that's going to set it i think that's going to that's that is going to answer your question yeah okay and i think it's going to answer a lot of people's question and but there's uh, but i'm not going to answer answer it a certain way because i really want nancy to answer this question because she she made me realize something when we wrote the song together in the lyrics nance that was given to to her because well, it was all of us eh, basically explain that analogy, Nancy, about the about the dream and dreaming. What has to be a good dream? Oh, okay. So we're writing the song, and first we're thinking we need to write a song for the film because we were asked, right? And so we're going to keep it honorable of the story. But we hadn't seen the film yet; we just knew our story. So until we saw the film, we're like, "Well, you know, we don't know what you know Bill's done all the way with this film." So I said, "Okay, we're gonna I'm going to write the lyrics based on your story, Donna, your family, all of us." But I thought, you know what? We're going to write it for the people. These lyrics got to relate to people because I know this is going to go out to an audience. 
And so he was like, a dream is beautiful. And then I was like, when a dream is beautiful, because it's kind of a tricky, you have to kind of think about it. So it's a dream is beautiful. When a dream is beautiful is the chorus. And then the rest of the lyrics, you know, you'll have to listen to. And that, that soundtrack does come out the same day as the film. Um, we sang it last night. There was one guy that was just, <laughs> he was bouncing off the wall yeah. about the song. He's like, the lyrics. There. And he was so, What's he, yeah. he, it was so kind. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just, oh, he made me smile because he, <laughs> he got it. He said, I was listening to the ending song. And I said, you know what that was about? We wrote that for the people, the, you know, to connect. Because this, yeah. this movie is to be shared. Yeah. It's to be yeah, shared to totally. say. We might, we, Donnie might have a story. Our family might have a story, but every one of you have a story. Mm-hmm. Every single human being has stories. That could, there could be a movie made about them, but this is unique. It is true, but w- we don't know about the next person's story. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's what this song is to relate to everybody. Second chances, third, fourth, but not through your ego. I always say that if you, if you think you're going to do your second, third chance in the mm-hmm. world with your music, Good luck to that. We do it yeah. through Christ. We do it through family, love, God, Jesus. We do it through the the higher power of, of the higher vibration of it. You know? Yeah. Ego will only take you so far. Well, it's contained. It's contained. You're not allowing God's spirit to work through you. Yeah. You're just, you're containing that thing through your, through your uh, basic, you know, just your flesh, basically. It's just, you know what I mean? Your mind. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, oh, your mind is so great. It just goes on. No, your mind is still material. Your soul yeah. is transcending. And honestly, Donnie and I working to the, together, be married, we bump heads. We literally will, you know, debate each other at times. But boy, we have forgiveness. And that's how we can continue on and do these, you know, great experiences mm-hmm. like this, talking to you and stuff. is It's not about us. And that's his whole family's like that. You see it through the film. Well, I bet. I mean, that's the so I know that like movies, you know, listen, they got to have drama. Otherwise, like, why are people watching them? You know, and there's mm-hmm. the, like there's the, there is that big scene between um, Casey and Walton Goggins between Donnie and Joe, where like they have that blow up after the show and stuff. It just makes me like as I was watching, I was thinking, God, what a story. Right. Because what it's saying is that you're trying to find reconciliation with this you know, this younger version of you who's sort of come back into your life, you know, sitting in the woods and those chairs, like it's just a amazing opportunity to sort of look, look at yourself as like a young person. You know, how often do we want to like have those moments where we can just sort of like rediscover ourselves? But it's like, you know, so often that reconciliation is usually about something bad that we've done in the past. And here it is like, you're trying to reconcile yourself to something sort of beautiful that you made in your past but it's not necessarily who you are now right um right. yeah i i i i think like all the stuff that you're saying is is gorgeous and i just wonder like especially you nancy like does that ring true when you see like um donnie you know or casey in the movie um trying to come to terms with like Oh no! People are actually taking this this album seriously, and he's actually he's having an emotional response to it. I'm excited because Casey did it. He studied Donnie. He came to the house. He asked questions with me. He asked questions with Donnie. And when he, I I didn't see that scene being filmed. 
I came to the set after they filmed that scene and then they did the show box scene live on stage after or something like that. When I saw it on screen, I cried so hard because mm-hmm. that Casey got it. He got yeah. Donnie a hundred percent. Just Donnie. Donnie's just not like that a hundred percent at the time, right. but, no, but, but especially no. during that period of time, he was like this. And it was really sad because recently a friend of ours saw the trailer and said, Oh, Donnie, I saw the trailer. You would never act that way. And I told uh, this friend of ours, he's a musician. I said, oh, Donnie's acted that way. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's just Hollywood. I said, no. And he got insulted that I was challenging him about how Donnie really is. And I said, you only know Donnie of what you see of Donnie. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know the pain he's went through, the yep. responsibility yep. and the pressure he has had. Donnie's had the pressure of the music business on him and the stuff his family went through. So it's amazing how people think they know Donnie and they mm-hmm. really, they only know a portion of him and just like all of us. So yeah. it's, it's a journey we're still going through, even with people we know right now that are seeing the movie and the trailer saying, I didn't realize this and that's okay. It's we're exposed a little bit more now, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got to tell you, it feels emotional. It feels um, powerful. It feels human, you know? And that's what, yes. I, that's what oh, I appreciate. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad about that because there's there's nothing wrong with being firm on your art. Yeah. You're an artist. Yeah. Okay? It's a gift. It's a gift. And you want to be firm on it. But you don't have to be over the top. You, what I've learned from this is that, that you you, you got to be a certain way where you're not belittling somebody where it breaks their spirit. You can't right. do that. I right. mean, and even that, and even if you do, well, there's always forgiveness, too. There's always forgiveness too, isn't there? So totally. you got a choice, you know, uh, a choice too. So that's what I like. We just got to be conscientious of that, whatever we say and whatever we do. That, you know, we've got to have forgiveness and we got to have compassion for other people, what they're going through, uh, what their expectations are. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, they're giving me the yellow light, guys. I want to get you out of here on one last question, though, which is like, I try to end this. Uh, by asking people, what's something uh, amazing that you've seen or heard or experienced lately in pop culture? What's something that you would give a shout out to? Is there an album or a artist or a movie or anything like that that you've seen lately that you're like, oh man, you guys have to check this out? Oh, the Jesus Revelation. Oh, Jesus Revolution. Revolution. Jesus yeah. Revolution. I'm sorry, yeah. we saw that film with our kids. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. What's it about? It's well, a true story. It's about. Do you remember when, um, I believe it was, it, it's kind of short. I'll, I'll try to make it as short as I can. Yeah. It's yeah. when, when the big churches started getting in, involved in evangelism started to happen, you know, the Calvinism stuff started to spread the Jesus movement. Uh-huh. It's, it's just that whole persona, how the churches kind of started growing and growing and growing and bringing the relationship of Jesus into the, into the churches. And that was a perspective that everybody can express themselves. And, you know, so like a, the, a lot of hippies in the yeah. 70s, gotcha. they, were getting lost, they were getting lost yeah. with drugs and thinking they were going to find God through drugs. Yeah. Right. Instead, of, and it, it's, a, it's an amazing movie. So we saw that for me, that was I mean, we walked away saying the world has to see that movie, too. So, yeah, I mean, oh, that's us, very cool. Yeah. So I have to tell you, Greg, by far, I've done interviews a lot in this last week. Mm-hmm. You are by far the most respectful person to me. And I appreciate that because um, this movie is about Donnie and his brother and his family. But the questions you have asked me directly, thank you. 
Oh, watching. absolutely, Nancy. Thank you so much. I mean, again, I, I just I really appreciated this movie. I felt like it was an honor to get to talk to you guys um, as subjects of this film. And thank you for sharing your lives with us. I mean, you are welcome. What an amazing adventure. Welcome. So, yeah. Well, you saying it's like very human. That's exactly how I feel. It's yeah. real. It's real. <laughs> great. Great. Um, thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And good luck on the movie. And um, I hope uh, I hope a lot of people go out and watch it this weekend. Yes. yes August, August 4th. 4th. August nice 4th, meeting man. you. Nice meeting you, Greg. It was nice to meet you guys. Take, Take care. care. Have a great day. Oh, baby. Yes, oh, baby. Yes, oh, baby. You're so baby